oh my God, we're in the new room. Finally, we're in the new room. I'm so excited, dude. We're in the new room. Like, you could hear echo though. Like, what do you mean? As I just said, as I just said that, you can hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. There's there's a nasty echo in here. Damn. But I do have soundproof padding. You do. That is gonna formally be in my room. So that works. It works out. Um, but man, it feels good to be in here. We got new equipment. You know what I'm saying? New equipment. Got a new table. Um, this setup is going to be real nice. He thinks it's a bit, big shot now. I got a job. I got money. I got I got big boy money. You know? Um, dude, like, it, it took us a month to make, to complete this room. Which isn't a isn't, long period isn't of time. Terrible. Because that's pretty, that's fairly fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um... Shout out to my uncle. He he put the framing, and he did the the electrical, mm-hmm. and then um, we bought the soundproof padding, um, the insulation, and then put up the drywall. And like I think what took us the longest was mudding and painting this room. Probably took us the longest. Because once we finished with everything else, everything was cool. Everything was cool. So, yeah. We're finally done with this room. We are... This is our first official episode in the... Are, are you done, though? Podcast studio. I mean, technically... I mean, we, we still got to, you know, put shit up on the walls and whatnot. Because it's very bare in this motherfucker. This is... Oof. Pretty naked. It's naked yeah. in here. Um, still smells like paint. Yeah, <coughs> Still smell. It does. It still smells like paint. Yeah, it does. I like the floor. I feel like I'm in Home Depot. Thanks. You feel like? Mm. <laughs> well, this room is brought to you by Home Depot. All right. Let me let me rephrase. If it, it smells like Lowe's. Oh, uh, okay. This this room. Well, this room is brought to you by a department store that sells, um, you know, tools and lumber and all that. Hardware. Stuff. Hardware. Department <laughs> um, store. Department store for hardware. Same thing. Tomato, tomato. So, um, we should intro. Let's intro. Let's do that. New Quest and Friends. New Quest and Friends. New Jay and Bob. That was horrible. I'll take it, though. So, hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Quest from Quest and Friends of Podcast. And I'm here with the illustrious, the man himself. Chloe. <laughs> Chloe. Jay is not sitting next to me. He's sitting across from me. Wow. 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 New location and everything. And we're here with a family member of mine, a cousin of mine. He goes by Robert. I don't know if you want me to say your government name or not, but I said it anyway. So That's fine. My bad, dog. Um, but yeah, he wanted to be on this podcast for quite some time now. Um, it took us three weeks to get this episode going. So we're finally here. We finally got it. Um, and, uh, yeah, Rob, what's going on, man? How you feeling? I feel great. I appreciate you guys having me on. I, of course, I, I'm looking forward to it. I did a lot of research. Oh, a lot of research. 
I am uh, ready to talk about my journey. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. So, um, we've also haven't recorded for like two weeks. Because you fired me. I didn't. I did not fire you. After I called I you, Bob, after I called you Bobby Hill, you got butt hurt, and then I called you Lanky Kong. Lanky Kong. That's fucking crazy. Bobby Hill's pretty accurate. <laughs> no, no, man. In a, in a, in a Hispanic way. In a, in a very Hispanic way. Oh my god. Bobby Hill's awesome. Dang, I mean, he is. I'll take. I'll take that. Mm. He's. That's the reason I'm growing my hair out, though. So I don't look like Bobby Hill. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna end up looking like Bobby Hill with with long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, then I called you Lanky Kong, and then you you stopped last Stop. week's episode. No, I didn't. You did. I didn't. You did. Not because of Lanky Kong, though. I, I just let that joke fly. That shit was funny. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Lanky Kong. Oh my goodness. You have long arms. I do have long arms, and you're short, and I'm short. So it works out. It's it's very fitting. Um, so needless to say, I'm I'm like on restriction. <laughs> he's been he's been in timeout. Um, for the past two weeks. Oh. Mm-hmm. According to him, though, but I haven't done anything. I haven't said anything. I haven't done anything. I haven't declared anything. Exactly. Anywhere. What do you done, mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's. He hasn't reinstated me back, so I, you're here. You're here. I was forced here. No, you were not. <laughs> you definitely weren't forced up in here. He was. He came here on his own volition because he because he missed being on the show. He missed me, and I, I missed him too. I missed you. I'm here by choice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's here by choice. Yeah, see, we're gonna go, we, we gotta do this again. We're gonna do this again. I missed you, Jay. Can you say it back? Your cousin you, missed you. Back? I know he missed me. I haven't seen him in like, I haven't seen him in two months. Cool minute. Oh, wait, that's sweet. Oh, reunion. Uh, <laughs> been a minute. Damn it, man. We went through this last week or two weeks ago. What? Just say you miss me, man. I, I missed you. Thanks. There. I missed you go. too. There we go. All right. I feel, I, I feel I better. I hug it out. I yeah. feel better. I feel great. Um, Yeah. This The echoes throw me off. The echoes throwing me off. Sick. That's so funny. I powered through it. I, mm-hmm. did, I did not. I, I did not expect an echo. Well, maybe, kind of, but it's whatever. You know, we we learn as we go. On episode one sixty seven, mm-hmm. we learn as we go. Mm-hmm. So, we have a topic. Um, other than our music segment, which we'll get into after. And as well as mental health, but we wanted to start off with this topic because my cousin um, went on a journey of sorts, and he wants to share his his uh, experience. So, what can you can you explain what it is? What happened? Sure, hundred uh, percent. You know, so my name is Robert. I'm forty two years old. Um, you just gonna dox yourself like that? I mean, that's throw cool. it out there, man. That's, He's just—he just said his name and age. That's—he yeah. didn't say anything. Anything else that could? You're right. Yeah. He didn't say anything. Anyway, go on. It's my journey, right? Yeah, right. So, um, I don't know how to really start it off, but you know, I've been an alcoholic for better part of 20 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
struggle with it off and on, you know, a couple of days sober and then go back to it, a couple of days sober, go back to it and binge. My wife calls it the binges because I'd go and binges for, for days, four days straight. Mm-hmm. Just drink, 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 just kind of skating by life. Don't even know really what day it is. So, you know, a lot of men are out there get suffering the same way, men and men and women. So basically, it's been about a year, year and a half. I read and I heard about uh, ayahuasca. And ayahuasca, it's, it's a plant medicine, you know, psychedelic. And I've uh, been struggling with going there. I've been kind of back and forth for about a year. And it got to the point where my wife said, either make a decision or, you know, I got to bounce because it was affecting my wife, my kids. And uh, I tried AA, I tried therapy, I tried coaching. It kind of spiraled around more or less after COVID, during COVID, Mm. which is a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. So during COVID, right before COVID, I was drinking IPAs and whiskey on the daily and I was getting pretty trashed so by the time my wife would get home she's a nurse she'd get home from work I was already asleep on the couch seven o'clock seven thirty I've already you know I've worked my day fed the kids and by the time I got home from work it was game on but before that I would probably start at a restaurant the bar wherever wherever where I would start so COVID hit, saw a life therapist, so kind of kicked the habit because everything was shut down, mm-hmm. no bars, no, uh, none of that was open. So I figured, oh, I'm going to switch over to Michelob Ultra and be healthy and vodka. Well, that didn't help at all. Created a bigger monster because I was buying it instead of going to liquor, instead of going to the bar, I'd go to the grocery store instead of buying a half pint, I was buying bottles. And I was finishing bottles in two days mm. on top of beer, mm. on top of the beer. And every once in a while, I'll sprinkle in some, some pot. So I was getting tore up. Um, so the decision came where I had to make a choice. It was either figure it out or, or I was going to be alone. So I finally made the decision. I, I, me, I met these uh, people on Instagram. They're called Ayahuasca Aventura Tijuana. Okay, it's in Mexico, TJ. I reached out. Um, really good group of people. You know, it, it didn't cost hardly anything. It's 125 bucks for, for experience, for a journey. $25 deposit through WhatsApp or PayPal. So I went down. And it was weird because my, my dad was supposed to take me down there. And we were going to drop, you know, we're supposed to stay down there and he's going to drop me off and then pick me up. I was going to just walk across the border. But my dad got busy with church and my uncle uh, ended up taking me. And he's like, well, you know, I just, I'll just stay down there. All right, cool. So I got a room for him and we drove to San Isidro. We parked, we walked across, got a cab. And I dropped him off at the hotel and then I taxied over to this place and, you know, I pull up to this place and there's no signs out there. It just kind of had a little Spanish sign that says, 
therapy something. It was just a weird vibe. I was like, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? So finally this gentleman came out. He's like, oh, yeah, this is for the, um, for the ceremony. He said, yeah, okay, man, you know, come on in. So he helped me with my stuff. We walk in, and what, do you guys know what ayahuasca is? Have you heard of ayahuasca? Not at all. So no. ayahuasca is a, is, a, is a plant medicine. It derives from a, a tree in, 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 the, in the jungle, right? In Peru, Colombia, Brazil, they all do it there. But they also add another plant. Um, it, it, that plant, they mix these plants together, and, and it, the other plant has DMT. The DMT is a psychedelic. And it, the, you mix these two plants together, and it allows you to be able to ingest it so you could drink it. Because if you don't, um, my understanding is you can't, you can't ingest one without the other. So um, we, we go in the room, and it was uh, seven men and three women. The men are on one side and the women are on another side. They separate us and we sign in and we sign a waiver and pretty, I was pretty nervous, pretty, pretty anxious. Didn't know what to expect. Um, as people were coming in, people look scared. You have to bring a sleeping bag, uh, a pillow and a blanket and a liter of water. And you couldn't have, uh, couldn't eat meat three days prior. You couldn't, um, have sex, you couldn't drink or smoke weed it, three days prior to the, to the ceremony because you have to be clean, pretty much be ready to purify yourself because the plant medicine is going to make you purge. You're going to throw up and you're going to shit. You're going to take shit. So, um, you know, going, going, you know what? Not, not knowing what to expect, you know, I was a little nervous and they explained what they do and how they do their little ritual and they do their ceremony. Very good group of people, very understanding. Um, they, uh, they first began the, the ceremony with this uh, spiritual snuff called rape. So it's a snuff that you blow up, they blow up your nose with a, a pipe. And it's a found, it's like a ground up shamanic snuff, helps you calm down, helps your, your anxiety for the most part, your nervousness, and it prepares you for the journey that's going to come, you know, prepares you for what, what's to follow. It burned so much. It burned my eyes and it burned my nose. I just, as soon as they blow it in your mouth, they blow it in your nose with the pipe, blow it right up your nose, each nostril, boom, boom. Then they're blessing us the whole time with uh, tobacco, spiritual tobacco. And they kept saying the mantra, luz, poder y amor, light, power, love. That was their mantra. You had to keep re repeating that light, power, love. Repeating the mantra over, they keep, they bless, and they come around. And then once, not everybody did the rapé, you know, they don't force you to, even though you signed the waiver, you already paid. They don't force you to do anything. You know, it's all voluntary. Not everybody did the rape. I did it because I was a little nervous. But as soon as I did it, um, after the burning sensation went away, I felt really at ease, at peace. I felt literally like my nerves went down. And it just brings your awareness back, kind of quiets your mind, getting you ready for 
the next step. And once uh, they did the rape, they came in and they, uh, they were going to turn the lights off. And they were going to start the next phase, which is uh, eye drops in your eye, which are called, excuse me while I get my notes here. It's called singa. And this, this uh, singa eye drops, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful eye drop that has healing powers for like glaucoma, farsightedness, nearsightedness. Um, commonly used for for visual perception, it has its colors and unwanted it, unwanted energies pretty much out of your eyes. So a lot of the ancient or the the in the jungle they used it right before they were hunting at night because it dilates your eye. So mm. well, so it, it, they turn off all the lights. They had one candle in the middle of the room, and everything was dark, but you could see. Everything, pretty much like there's a light on, pretty bright, because it obviously dilates your eye. You know, you ever had those when you go to the doctor, they dilate your eye. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much like that. And um, once they did that, oh man, that burned so bad. Oh, it burned, it burned. But they want you to keep your eyes open, so it burns. But once that your eyes tear up so much, it, it just once that goes away, it's it's fine. You clean your eyes off and. And it, it's good to go. And then uh, thirdly, the, the, the moment has come that we it's time to take the ayahuasca. And they explained there where they learned it from. They learned it from shamans in Peru. And they brought it over to Mexico. And they've been doing it in Ensenada for, for years. And then they, they moved over to Tijuana, to TJ, a year and a half ago. And they've been doing their ceremonies there. And they explain different types of ayahuasca and how they bless it. And each person gets their own blessing. You have to put your own positive mantras into your ceremony. They tell you as you take it, um, repeat, uh, love, love one another, respect, respect each other. Um, you know, just all these positive mantras, loose, you know, love, power, light, God, apple, is there, they say God, right? It's, uh, it's not religious. I would say it wasn't like, you know, a certain religion, but it's more like spiritual. So you guys got me? You guys any questions so far? Anything? No, we're just listening to what you got, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm going a little too fast, but no, bro. No, no, no. You're, 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 you're good. good. Yeah. Okay. So you you go around and they give you your ayahuasca and they tell you you have a bucket of uh, like a trash can bucket. A roll of toilet paper and uh, a water. You're going to throw up. You're definitely going to throw up. And the restroom is kind of out the way, so you have to get up and use the restroom. Uh, they give you a shot, maybe a little bit more than a shot full of it. It tastes like mud, like mud and wood, you know? And then, you, you know, you drink it and you drink, put a little bit of water in it so you kind of dilute the glass because there's a lot of sediment in the bottom, so you, you take the, the, the drink. And then they, they're putting music on all the whole time they have music. I have a little sample if you guys want to hear it too. Sure, but before that, we should put our ad in because we do have an ad. Let's yes, go. Let's go. Before, I get, before so I get cracking. Before we get into this, let's listen to me and Jay.
So that was. Those are shaman Iscaras. Iscaros. Iscaros. Yeah. So they played that the entire time. Uh, we got to the place. I got to the place at 8 o'clock at night and it went to 8 o'clock in the morning. So it's a 12 hour journey. Whoa. 12 hour journey, which, which there's other journeys. There's other. Uh, Different ceremonies. You could go to Costa Rica. There's a, there's a lot. There's some in LA that are kind of getting popular now. Um, so this one was in TJ. So it was a 12 hour uh, journey. That's what they call it, journey. So we, you know, finished the the different things, and they kind of explained their ayahuasca. And then we they went around and gave us the ayahuasca. Like I said, it would taste like like wood, like you're kind of got a bunch of mud and sticks together and made a tea and drank it. Tastes pretty bad. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. But, you know, you didn't eat six hours before, so you're fasting, so there's nothing in your oh, stomach. Oh, yeah. There's nothing in your stomach, so you, it, it's going to feel like a bag of potatoes in your stomach. It's going to like feel bad. And so we drank it, and then everybody kind of laid down and got into their sleeping mats, kind of everybody spread apart. And uh, um, I laid back and I started kind of to try to concentrate and clear my mind. And the thing I remember too, the first thing is a guy, a couple guys next to me, a guy started snoring. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fucking snoring, snoring, like what the fuck? I'm trying to go on my journey and you're snoring. Yeah, man. Is that part of your journey, sir? Yeah, and it wasn't even like a like a like a small little like it was like. Like he was like needed a CPAP machine straight up. Like I was like, damn, <laughs> dude. Like, is this what I'm going to deal with the whole time? On my journey? On um, my journey? I was like, dude. So like 30, 40 minutes goes by. Homeboy snoring. I'm looking around kind of like, I don't feel anything. And I started thinking like, did I just get hosed for my money? I'm thinking, man, I just got hosed. You know? And I'm thinking, oh, it's only 125 bucks. Like, but still, man, all the whole trip, like I'm going to get hosed. And then uh, my stomach started to hurt. I was like, oh, man, I got to take a shit. So I, I went to the restroom. And yeah, as soon as I went in there, it was just, you know, peeing out of my butt. It was diarrhea, dude. It's like, and it was mud black. Like, it was nasty. Oh, gross. Whoa. Yeah. And it didn't smell because I hadn't eaten anything. It didn't, like, for days, it was like I was eating clean. But it was pretty pretty bad. But they want you to do that. It's, it's a purge. They, they just say you, you're getting ne- rid of the negative Negative uh, energies, you know. Hmm. But um, that was one of four or five times they had to use the restroom. Damn. Yeah. So uh, I went back to my my bed and I'm like, all right, let me let me try to concentrate again. And I laid down and I started feeling like, man, I'm getting hosed. And then uh, I started feeling this immense guilt. But I mean, uh, this this pain, this guilt in my heart. I was, I, I just felt like I was crying. I started crying, bro, hard, and start thinking about my sons. I have two boys, a twelve and a ten year old, and I was just thinking about them, and how I've wronged them, how I've days I've been drunk and I didn't give them attention, that I've been harsh to them, uh, yelled at them, you know, instead of being that nurturing dad and protecting them, I was mean and vicious and 
kind of the way I was raised, you know, the iron fist. And it, it just, I just felt this immense guilt that, man, I just felt guilty lying to my wife where I was at. I was, no, I wasn't at the bar. No, I wasn't at, you know, I was, no, yeah, you know, yeah, I was. I was getting drunk. I was hiding alcohol. You know, I just felt this guilt. And for 30, 40 minutes, I, would, I couldn't stop crying. And then after a while, um, it's, it went away and I felt okay. I felt good. I felt like the, this, this pain has lifted and I felt okay, you know? And so after that, they said, okay, the next round of ayahuasca is coming. So it was uh, from the first time we drank it to an hour and a half, we drank the next round of ayahuasca. Not mandatory, of course. It's totally volunteer. Uh, one guy didn't do it. I did it. I'm like, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to go all in. Whatever yeah. they do, I'm going to go all in. I'm on my journey. Yeah. Because I was tired, man. I was tired of drinking. I was tired of being hungover. Uh, I was just mentally and physically exhausted of being an alcoholic. I was just done. I couldn't do with it anymore. I just thought about how much money I spent over the years and how much time I've lost, you know, neglecting my my household, my marriage, my father, you know, being a father, just, so, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take another one, but before I take the other one, I'm going to go use the restroom again. I thought that I'm going to go to the restroom because I don't want to keep going to the restroom. I'm going to just knock it out. Went to the restroom again, came back, took the next shot of ayahuasca, and right away, I, you know, it went straight to my stomach. I didn't feel as, my stomach was hurting that bad. And then they did, uh, they, they offered another, another round or another, actually this, uh, next plant medicine called Yopo. Yopo is like, uh, uh, it comes from a tree or seeds from the Amazon also, but it's straight up DMT. It's like licking the frog, straight up DMT. And it's the same way they did the rape. It goes up your nose like a snuff. It, you know, it's a metal, it's a wooden pipe, ceremonial pipe. And, and he was doing, and keep in mind, I did forget to mention, they're also doing ayahuasca too. The, the guides, they call them guias, they also took a shot of ayahuasca as we're doing it. So they're on a journey. Their journey is not our journey. Their journey is to guide us. They're there to help us, to help us guide us through whatever we're going through. Hmm. So I um, did the Yopo, and not everybody did it. A couple guys didn't do it. Uh, I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, okay, well, I'll do it. And instantly, as soon as I went in my nose, um, my brain felt numb. Like, it just felt numb, and my nose was burning, but not as bad. And I went into this, uh, I went into this zone, man. I straight up saw every color of the rainbow times 12. Oh. Um, I saw geometric shapes. I saw uh, just all kinds of different, it, it kind of looked like a brain, the color of a brain, but all the, the wrinkles of your brain in your eyes. And then I didn't know whether my eyes were open or closed. I had opened my eyes. I saw the same shapes and colors. I closed my eyes. I saw the same shapes and colors. He jumped I, in a kaleidoscope. I jumped he in literally a, jumped in a kaleidoscope. That's in, crazy. That's, exa that's a good good analogy right there because that's pretty much what it felt like. 
but it was, I couldn't turn it off. I was just stuck. Oh, did, did you feel like you were like falling? No, I felt. Like what, did, what did the, what did the physical sensation feel? Like? I didn't even have a physical, it's hard to explain. There's no words to explain it. There's no uh, capacity for what it feels like until you do it. Like it. Okay, so let me ask you this. So when you took the second shot, where were you initially? I was in the room. Like in like, what position? Like what position were you in? I was, initially? Were you sitting down? I was on my knees. Like kind of like, like okay. kind of either sitting down or kind of they want you to cross your legs. Okay. While you're sitting as you take it, but when you're on your journey, they don't want you to cross your legs. They want you to kind of stay straight so you don't. Um, I guess something with energy or something they want you to release energy. Mm-hmm. So when uh, the DMT was hitting, uh, it felt like five minutes, maybe maybe less, but it was maybe seconds I had to throw up. And it, was, uh, it wasn't just a normal throw up. It was a violent, violent throw up. Oh. And I had drinking, I was drinking water. Only all I had was ayahuasca and water in my, in my stomach. But I was shitting all the time. So, you know, it was all going through me. And I was throwing up to the point where I was just dry heaving. There was nothing left. And I was chugging water because we were drinking water. And nothing left. And then I remember... Uh, laying back again and they tell you you're gonna see you're gonna have visions right you're gonna see stuff and I saw all these colors and I I look around and open my eyes and everything was like a blue gray white I could see where I was at but I didn't physically know where I was at I was kind of like in a zone and I laid back down and I started to feel this like you know, just it's just immense, like not pressure, but just like, like I was lifting off, like I was lift, I was light, like I was lifting, and um, then I kind of was kind of sat up a little bit, and then instantly again I had to throw up, Whoa. and I felt this like I was throwing up, and nothing was coming out, and all of a sudden I felt like a big plug, like mucus plug, just come out of me, and just I I heard it, I didn't see it, but I just felt it. And then once I did that, I laid back down and I started calming down. The colors and shapes kind of died down. And uh, like I said, they tell you you're going to see a light side and a dark side, right? The light side may be rainbows and kittens. The dark side, um, sometimes your mind isn't ready to go there. You know, it's, it could be negative. It could be painful. It could be scary, but it's up to you to go. So where did your mind go? So um, when I saw that, I saw the dark side. There was a man standing there. And the man had uh, no face. He didn't have a face, but it was just a dark figure. Oh. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a trippy situation, but... I wasn't scared, but I was intrigued. I wanted to see what he was going to show me. He kept saying, come here, let me show you something. Ben, te quiero enseñar algo. I want to show you something. I'm like, oh, man. And I felt I was going towards it, but the light side was holding me back. It was like a physical, don't go, don't go. And I, I, I felt a chain or I saw a chain in my vision. 
and it kept saying, don't go, don't go. And I said, no, I want to see what he's trying to show me. And I kind of woke up, I sat up, I opened my eyes. I'm like, oh man, what, what's going on? I'm fucking tripping. And I'm like, man, I, I want to, I want to feel, I want to see everything. So I laid back down. And when I laid back down, I, uh, I opened my hands out and I said, um, show me, show me what you're going to show me. Do what you want to do to me. In Spanish, I hit in my head, haz lo que quieras hacer. You know, do it. Hey, yo. Well, okay. So, I, uh, as soon as I did that, I, I went to the dark. I went to the, I followed him to that side and I, I saw my own death. I saw, I saw how I was going to die. Well, this took a turn. Shit, what? You didn't, you didn't see that coming? No. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I saw my own death. I saw I was going to die alone. I was going to die. Um, my kids were going to hate me. My wife was not going to be there. I was going to die alone. Uh, shriveled up old man alone because of the alcohol. That's why I was going to die alone. And I was like, fuck, dude. And I, I felt this, this, I just felt like, what the fuck? And then I saw my grandfather. My grandfather died alone. He was an alcoholic, a major alcoholic. He was to the point oh, where, Jesus. he was to the point where he had cirrhosis of the liver, I believe. And he was supposed to stop drinking. And it said, if you don't stop drinking, you're going to die. And he didn't stop. Yeah, he never stopped drinking. Never stopped drinking. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I felt, I felt that pain that he died alone. And I, the day we found that my grandfather died, I was coming home from work and I worked in city of industry. He lived in El Monte. Mm. So I was coming home and it was my wife's birthday. And, um, and she, we were going to go out that weekend to celebrate her birthday. We were boyfriend, girlfriend at the time. And I was like, well, I called my dad. I was like, hey, I'm going to go see my grandfather before the weekend because I'm not going to come back because I'm going to hang out with my girlfriend over the weekend. So I'm going to go see grandpa before the weekend to say what's up and, and then late. All right, yeah, let me know how he's doing. When I got there, he was, um, he was already dead. But his wife at the time, um, she had no idea. She thought he was asleep. And I got there, and I said, oh, he's asleep. He's been sleeping all day. And I'll wake him up for you. And she kept tapping him. Oh, he'll be back, and he'll be awake. And he was, I could totally tell he was, he was not, <laughs> he wasn't there, man. What the fuck? Did you know about that? No, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Your dad knows. Everybody knows. Shit. This is my first time hearing about it. And, um, you know, I, I called my dad. He's like, well, call 911. So I called 911 and they wanted me to do CPR. I did CPR, even though I knew he was dead, but I still did it. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, I don't know if that was traumatic for me. I never talked about it really to anybody, but it was pretty. It's pretty tough to see that. It's pretty yeah. gnarly. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Pretty tough to see that and. Um, I saw my grandfather in my vision, the way he died alone on the, what he was on his couch, just sitting there looking up with his mouth open. He was dead. Yeah. I saw that in my vision. And then 
I had broke the chain physically in my brain, my mind. I saw the chain break. After I saw that, I saw the chain break. And I broke that chain. And I saw an alternative without alcohol, without drinking. My sons would come around and love their dad again. My wife will not leave me, right? I, I, I saw that, that I went to the, to the light, to the light side. I went from the dark to the light, and I saw the difference what my life would be without alcohol. And it was wonderful. It was beautiful. And I kind of woke up out of the, the vision, and I was like, what? Like, I was thinking in my head, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm thinking, wow. And I turned, and I grabbed my blanket, and I hugged it, and I just felt this immense love. Love like a, like a mother's love, I would call it. Like a mother's love that uh, they call it Mother Aya, Mother Ayahuasca. And they always say she's there to help you and guide you. I felt it. I felt that love that, that everything's going to be okay. I kept hearing that everything's going to be okay. And they kept saying my mantra, love, power, light, apple, love, power, light, apple. And I was like, I felt good. I felt okay. And then I went, I turned back on my back and I went into another vision. And that vision showed me a lot of pain on my father's side, a lot of pain in the, that side of my family that there's, there's still, um, sorrow there's still sadness over their dad my grandfather my uncles they haven't forgave their dad for being an alcoholic it's not a traumatic shit that they do it and he left my grandma when they're someone was really little to come here and left my grandma there's pain there i felt all that pain i felt all that that pain from my uncles my cousins I just felt that pain, not so much on my mom's side. I felt the pain on my dad's side. And um, I just kept feeling it, and I kept coming back to myself and kept going back, and I kept seeing different visions. And I saw this vision of us talking about my experience with you. What the fuck? Yeah, I felt it. I saw this. I saw it in my vision. That's crazy. I felt it, and I'm like, I need to tell as many people as I can about my experience because I also found a purpose. I also found a purpose. My purpose is to not just help myself, but to help other. There's a lot of men out there that are hurting, men and women, but I felt more men's pain. There's a lot of men that are alcoholics, that are dying alone, you know, either they're either addicted to something or they have mental health issues and they're too proud to say I need help or I'm too proud to say I have a problem. Mm. And I, I saw that in my vision and th that's why I wanted to come and talk my, my, about my experience. And it wasn't just that. I saw so many things. I saw so many visions and every time I would get scared or every time I would feel alone, I'd come back come out of my, my vision, and I'd turn over to my side, and I kept saying, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. I felt love. I felt at peace. I felt, I felt great. I felt great, actually. And um, the, the, the message that I want to say, I guess, 
is if, if, if you need help out there or if there's someone that you know is hurting and needs help, don't be afraid to, to, to say something. Don't be afraid to look the other way. If, if you know your friend is struggling or your, your partner or your, your mate, whoever, or your cousin, your mom, or your dad is hurting, sometimes it takes that nudge. It took my wife a lot of nudges to, to for me to finally snap out of it. And, you know, I might have done some damage already to my sons. I know I did. I know I have. Because my older son, he's 12, but he's going on 18. He thinks he's a man. You know, he, he acts like he's really badass, but he's not because he's hurting. He's hurting. And that's my fault. And I'm trying to heal. And that's my journey. So it's, there's still more. I mean, I could keep going. Um, I mean, for the sake of, of uh, time, like I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get into it now, now, cause I, I know that we, you know, we got a music segment, we got other shit to get into. Um, but I mean, we can definitely get into mental health now. Um, it's, it's important to be open. Yeah. Right. So then this, this story, his story is what helped him. It may not help you, but there are other alternatives like AA, like therapy, um, you know, simply talking to someone about what's happening to you, about what's going on, about how you're feeling. It's just a matter of opening up, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't do that because they feel like they're because they may be afraid of being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like a lot of people deal with shit. You know, each one of us yeah. deal with a lot of different shit, and it's like sometimes we talk about it, sometimes we don't. And um, yeah, it's it's you know what what you're saying, Robert, is is very important. It's like people need to realize that help is there. You know, regardless of how. You find it, whether it's ayahuasca, therapy, um, a 12-step program, it's there for you, you know? And, I mean, you, like, there are support systems put in place if you don't already have one that you can seek, you know? Um, And again, it may be hard, it may be difficult, but it's important. And it's necessary so that you can feel better, so that you can be better for yourself and those around you. You know, like us on this podcast, we we advocate for it a lot because, you know, we we were once in that position where we felt like we really didn't have anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. So, And it's important to... It's important to hear that just put for some people it's like you you're either too prideful mm-hmm. or you just feel like you're you're gonna burden other people and it's important to know that no that's that's not true take put that put that pride aside 
you're not going to be a burden to anybody. It's actually more helpful for everyone that you care for, that you talk about what you're going through and let them know that you're going through what you are going through. Yeah, I I agree because you said it right. Ayahuasca isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's just it was it was for me. It's not for everybody, but I don't see it. You know, some people classify as using one drug for another drug. But ayahuasca, I think, is a plant medicine for me. I've tried the traditional therapy. I've tried the tradition. I've tried AA. It didn't work for me. Um, I went the holistic route, I guess. The I went this type of route, the, this type of therapy. Um, there's other therapies out there that are um, that are they're using, you know, psilocybin, which is a mushroom, for to help the same thing anxiety depression um i like to mention the star council magic their instagram they they provide that plant medicine there's also a group of ladies that are helping other ladies the angel roads retreats they use the 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 same thing psilocybin and they're helping my sister they're trying to help my sister she's going through some tough times too and it like you said you have to stay open and yeah. if you try to, if you close up and I had that problem, I would close up, you know, I would just, any excuse to drink, I, you know, I close a big deal for work. I would, oh man, I close a big deal. I celebrate, go drink. I get mad about work. Oh, this guy didn't do this. I go drink. I would get mad at the kids. Oh, the kid, this and that. I'll go drink. Or, oh, we won a game. Oh, I'm going to go drink. It was always an excuse because I was closing. I was closed up. I wouldn't face my emotions. I wouldn't face it. I just close up and, and hide them. You know, mm-hmm. I just would drink my emotions away. But now I, you know, I haven't drank anything or smoked pot or anything in uh, 17 days. And it, I haven't done that in five years. Um, That's good for you, man. It, it feels, I feel great. I mean, I'm exercising. I still did, but I look at alcohol and I, I don't, I don't want it. I don't need it. That's good. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing for yeah. me. It's a blessing. Yeah. And it's still a struggle. And there's always that, what's next after ayahuasca? There's always that, okay, I've done it now. The first week was all fine and dandy. I felt positive. I felt like I was on cloud nine. Oh, everything's positive. Everything's great. Then the second week hit and the reality hit. Like, not everybody feels like I do. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's the same on the same wavelength. Everybody's like still in their 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 journey. You know, I see it as a journey. Everybody has their own journey. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there's still work to be done. Every day, there's still work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we never stop growing and developing and learning about ourselves and about the world, you know? So, I mean, the you know, you said there's still work to be done. There's always work. Mm-hmm. Always work. Always not easy we're yeah, always good. we're always in pers- in pursuit of bettering ourselves mm-hmm. or, every, or every, at least we should be every day is going to bring something new it does and i wake up every day as a wow you know i, w- I get to wake up and i get to enjoy sobriety it's enjoy yeah. sobriety it's something i never thought i'd say you know, I've been drinking 20 years pretty much every day. Every day. And it got worse as I 
got a job where I could do what I want, drink mm-hmm. when I want. Mm-hmm. It was part of the job. Oh, take customer out to eat. Oh yeah, let's have a drink. Part of the job. Yeah. Now my question is, how would you how would you feel being around alcohol? Um, Can you be around it? So the first week, I was uh, very anxious about it. So we had a family party, and I was a little nervous about it. And I kind of had to think about what I was going to do. But I got there, I kind of was a little nervous, and I settled down and I relaxed. They were drinking around me, and then it kind of went away. The feeling went away. The anxiousness went away. And, you know, they brought out a bottle of tequila, and that's when I said, I got to go. So I left. You know, I kind of took myself out of the equation. Mm. And that was my choice, but it was kind of getting late. So I said, all right, it's time to go. And I didn't really think about it. No, every, you know, people knew I wasn't going to drink. And then Mother's Day came around, and um, they were going to have a Mother's Day brunch with uh, the ladies, and they wanted mimosas. And at first, I felt a little bit like trepidation before. But as the day went on, I was pouring them for them. Here you go. And I had no craving for it. There are always that thought in my back of my head, though, when I'm driving and I'm like, oh, I used to, this is about the time I would go hit the bar up. You know, one, two o'clock. All right, let me have a couple drinks before I go home to get ready to go home. I thought that was a thing. Like, let me have two, three drinks before I go home because I needed them. It's just so stupid. And then I get home and I, I get home and I continue mm-hmm. it wasn't just those two three i would continue yeah and you know i even would coach soccer and i would be half a pint in already or a whole pint slammed already trying to run around with the kids Let's look back allegedly <laughs> allegedly allegedly um like because my thing would be i mean again not not everywhere you're going to be is going to be, um, you know, accepting of the fact that you don't drink. You know? So it's like, what are you going to do? Because you don't want to completely remove yourself. I, I guess I'm still vulnerable. And if my family or friends respect it, then they won't get mad if I don't show up right, to the functions. But I feel like I'm at, the, I'm at a place that... I don't need it. I don't crave it. I think about it once in a while, but I don't crave it. Yeah. So uh, you can still. I can still function. I can still be around. You can still be around without having the craving. Yeah. And speaking from someone, I, I haven't had a single drop of alcohol or anything in my life. And to like what you say, like, yeah, there's definitely places where. <laughs> there's gonna be alcohol around, but yeah. it's like that 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 has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. and and who you are as a person. Yeah, what I what I want with my life and what I want to do with my life and what how I want to enjoy myself, even though mm-hmm. that that is in the immediate area. So it's not like yeah, you don't have to remove yourself. It's just being strong in who you are. Right. The, the healing has to become you. Yeah. Yeah. The healing has to become you. So yeah. like, ultimately, that was my question is like, because, you know, we have members in the family who don't drink that used to be alcoholics as well. And it was like, well, you know, what is he going to do when 
what are they going to do when there is alcohol around? You know? So, like, going from having the journey to now being sober, you know, how are, like, will you manage? I have. I mean, I just, I don't want to force it, you know? I don't want to force it, like... If I know there's going to be a situation, I mean, obviously I'm not going to go to the bar and go sit in the bar right, right, yeah, and yeah. hang out and eat, you know, because, you know, I don't want to force it, you know, just be like, oh, I'm going to be strong. I was going to l- just be truthful to myself and let it happen. Allow it to be part of me, be part of my new life. Right. Yeah. That's the way I see it. My new journey, you know, my new battle. And and so far, I, I, I I'm not looking back. I'm I'm probably one of those guys that. Not a good alcoholic. I probably not. I shouldn't be drinking. Alcohol is not for me, because once I start, I really don't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's and it's a lot of alcohol. Alcoholics are the same way. They start and they just can't put it down, and I, I don't put it down until I'm passed out. So, you know, I'm going to try microdosing. If you ever heard of that, um, that's my next journey. I guess I'm going to start. Microdosing what? Uh, psilocybin, which is uh, like mushrooms, but you don't get you don't get high. You don't get that trip because you can take it to that to that level. To an extent, yeah. But um, it's just a microdose. You take a very small fraction of it, and it keeps you open all the time, or keeps you open, so you don't allow that negative energy to come in, mm. right? And the same people, the ayahuasca, the, the journey, the Aventura ayahuasca, those people were amazing. Gabriel and his wife, just amazing, amazing people. He was an alcoholic for years, for 10 years, and he kicked it. There was another lady there who was a meth addict for five years, and she was in and out of jail in TJ. It's not hard. It's hard. TJ's not a place to be in jail. Mm-hmm. And she she did that. She said that was her fifth journey. And he, every time you go, you learn something else, or you do. You know, it's a different journey. And she now is starting to be a family therapist. She has her family back. You know, it's not for everybody. Uh, one of the gentlemen there had a bad experience. He had a bad he had a bad trip. He saw something probably traumatic that in his life, and he they had to hold him down. They had to kind of make him calm down. Turns out. His dad left him when he was two, and he never forgave his dad. He was sharing, because after, after our journey, you share. And he had that, you know, he never forgave his dad. And this was his second, second trip. Another gentleman said he never felt that sense of en- enlightenment. He never transcended. And the guys, the, our guide said is because your mind is blocking you from going to that spot. Maybe you're not ready to go. To that spot. Another gentleman, um, he lost his family, lost his kids. He this is his first ayahuasca journey, and he never mourned his grandmother. And that's why he always had this pain, depression. He saw his grandmother in his vision. And he went from being down, and if you saw him the that that next morning, his face was glowing. He saw his vision. He, his grandmother forgave him or he forgave his grandmother. And he was a different person. I felt that the day I, the moment I walked out of there, I felt a new man. You know, the plant medicine is real. 
been going on for many, many, many years. And, you know, it's it's starting to come around. You know, there's Aaron Rodgers did it. Um, Mike Tyson, your boy, uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Wait. Who? Your boy, Joe Rogan. You know, if you, they have a ton of podcasts about it. Yeah, that they do. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a, lot, a lot to be said about the plant medicine or, yes. or psychedelics in, in itself to treat mental health disorders, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's not for everybody, but yeah. it was for me. It's what worked for you. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's great that you're, that you're now sober and you're now, you know, on a different path. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thank you. I appreciate That's that. That's good. Of course. Um, but yeah, so we appreciate you sharing. Um, we do have a music segment. <laughs> I want to touch you, all bases. You want you want to you want to, or if anybody <laughs> wants more information, they could reach out to. Yes, yes, of course they can. They can always let us know. Yes, and you can come back. Tell us more. Yeah, there's most definitely there's a lot. I'm gonna we're gonna do another journey. I'm gonna take a, a family mem- couple of family members, an uncle. My cousin and I think my sister might want to go in August. We're going to do another journey. Uh, even if I don't do the journey, I'll bring... Uh, they reached out, and I already know where to go, what to do. So even if I just drive for them, I don't do the journey, or I, I partake in another journey. So hmm. the invitation's out there if you guys want to go. Mm. <laughs> you don't know about all that, but if you want to go... Hit up Robert. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, definitely come back, bro. And let us know. I mean, you don't have to leave. It's not like we're kicking you out or nothing. <laughs> but I like it. But I also, but I also want to touch on the other topics that we have. And we also need you for the mental health segment, so please don't leave. Oh, my Instagram is zombiekilla yeah. underscore 1980. Why is it 1980? I was born in 1980. Oh, nice. Nice. Why else would it be 1980? I- I don't know. He just liked the year. I guess I don't know. Zombie killer. That was, that was also his game. His gamer tag at some point. Yeah, on PlayStation. <laughs> on PlayStation, nice. <laughs> Shameless plug. Also. Shameless plug. His Instagram. Uh, people want to know. People want to know. People yeah. might want to know more. Definitely. And want to want to know how to reach out. Reach out. Ask him questions. Um, it sounded it. It sounded really interesting. It was marvelous for us. But like I said, it's not for everybody, but um, it's growing. There's a a big population that's growing. And, you know, in the United States, they have it here, but it's very expensive here. Mm -hmm. Very expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I heard. It's really expensive. Well, it might not work for everybody, but I'm glad glad it worked for you. Yes, thank you. And that you're... You're on this new path, a new journey, and so sober. Yeah, that's that's the that's we'll follow the back part. in a year and see where we're at. Yeah, yeah, we definitely can Fo- follow up in a year, maybe even six months. I'm down. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, come back, talk about it more. Um, speaking about talking about it more, uh, Kate Romini dropped. <laughs> I really want to talk about this album. <laughs> I, at least I think so. Yeah, it's good. It was good. Mm-hmm. 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 
Yeah, what a transition. I don't know. I I I, I was looking for something to use to kind of just, phew, but I couldn't find it. It's deep. Yeah, kind of just transition, but it was deep. It was deep, man. Um, but also, speaking of being deep, you were deep in your bag with who you who you picked to highlight this week. Because I looked them up and I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. <clears throat> so who are we highlighting this week, Jay? Angelo Mota. Angelo Mota. Um, he is a rapper, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have, I have talked about him before. I think the, la- the last time, uh, the last time Rainey was on the podcast for our music segment, I mentioned his song, 14 Grams. Beats me. Um, he but at that point, I hadn't like really delved into him mm-hmm. as an artist. But then last last month he dropped an album. Um, that the name escapes me right now. Uh, I just had it. I changed my mind. That's what it is. I changed my mind. He dropped an album called "I Changed My Mind" last um, last month, the end of the month, end of yeah. April. Really good album too. Yeah, really and. Good. Um, Spotify was just like, oh, you've listened to this person before. Here's his new album. And and um that's um from then on I was just like Yeah, oh, he's really yeah. good. So, you should definitely check him out. Who is it? Angelo Mota. I heard that name before. Angelo Mota. Do I have any music of him? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, Like I said, he just dropped an album called I Changed My Mind. Um, Angelo Mota. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. M-O-T-O. M-O-T-A. Oh, T-A, my bad. Uh, What the fuck? Not Moto. Not Moto. It's not Motorola. (laughs) Not Motorola. (laughs) Angelo Mota. Yeah, he's pretty tight. I I listened to his recent album. Great. Mm -hmm. Really good. Um... From the album itself, I recommend uh, Cat Got My Tongue, Choices, and... Um, Eyes Can't See? Yes. Yeah, pretty much the same. I listen to Cat Got My Tongue like on repeat for a good like 10 minutes. He's really dope, dude. You should check him Where's out. Where's he from? For sure. East Coast for sure. Yeah, he has, he has the East Coast sound, so yeah, most definitely. You remember when you put me on the Planet Asia? Awesome. Yeah. Planet Asia shit. He uh he gave me a CD. Like the CD had a black, like a black back. And the and the cover was like a was like a it wasn't it wasn't a single booklet, but the booklet was like really, really small. So it was an underground CD. And he put me on the Planet Asia. And then from then on from then forward, I um started listening to like people on the stairs. Um, Jedi Mind Tricks, people like that. Yeah. So shout out to you for putting me on the Planet Asia. That's like West Coast back in the day hip hop. Is Planet Asia West Coast? I just remember him with uh, a lot of dilated people with the far eye, a lot of a lot of the 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 freestyle stuff that came about. You know, with with the um, who's that DJ Babu? 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it was the stuff I grew up with. I mean, I'm a lot older than you guys. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of being a lot older and wiser, um, how is your mental health? Right now, it's right. 100%, bro. <laughs> I, am I mean, great. yeah, we would hope so. <laughs> you'd, you'd ask me that three, four weeks ago, uh, I probably would have been drunk by now. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's always there's always room for improvement. I just see the 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 damage that that I maybe have caused in family members that they we all need to work on each other. You know, mm. it, it's 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 weird because I'm working on myself, but then you expect everybody else to think like, oh yeah, you're, you're fine, Robert. Yeah, you, you're working on yourself, but they don't believe it or they don't trust it because what yeah. have I showed them for uh-huh. 10, yeah. 15 years? And so that that goes back to what I asked you about being able to show up to these to these events where there are, there are going to be alcohol. There is going to be alcohol. And then you're going to have members of your family be like, so what's up? You know, why aren't you doing it anymore? Or they'll ask you questions and pressure, pressure, pressure. So how are you going to deal with that? I'm telling the truth. There's only one way to explain it, you know, just right. what I'm going through. Just mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm an alcoholic and I can't drink. Point. And that's, that's yeah. really, that's all you need to all say. All you really need, yeah. Yeah. And if, if they respect it and honor it, then they'll just say, okay. And it's yeah. really been okay so far. But yeah, I haven't been to a big family event or big family party, but it's, it's going to come a day where I got to face it. Either that or just don't show up. And no is a complete sentence. <laughs> no is a complete sentence. So do you, you know, want to drink? No. No, I'm good. Chilling. Exactly. Um, any, any more thoughts on your mental health? I, I would just say that you know, I appreciate your time, both of you. I, mm-hmm. This has been great. I feel like Hopefully you could reach out a couple more people out there. Yeah, most done. And you know, if 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 it helps anybody, thank you. If it doesn't, thank you anyways. Because you know, I I wanted to tell your story. Off, tell my story. Yeah, there's a you know, honestly, I was in a six six hour journey, and I just told you the first 30, 40 minutes of it. Right. There yeah. Was, there's a huge. You're you're your own path, and I I look forward to another journey. I just I want it again. I, yeah. I, we're microdosing the story. Oh yeah, that, yeah. that's going to so come. So you got to come back. Yeah, come back in a couple months or something. That's that's going to start with the with the guys that I just met because it's. I feel like we're all connected somehow in the universe. We're all connected by, you know. There's always some, there's always some connection there, and I just happened to be having lunch with a customer, and I told him about my experience, and he connected me to someone that he knew, that is doing this the microdosing and. I spoke to him for 30 minutes, first time I talked to him, and he's like, he's a life coach, and he helps men, and he mentors men, and they use the psilocybin, they use microdosing as part of it, and I think that's my next journey, my next path. Like I said, it's not for everybody, but I'll come back and tell you how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Well, thank you, gentlemen. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. Still gotta ask Jay how his mental health is doing. Jay, how your mental health doing? Oh my God, um, my mental health is all right. I'm doing okay. Um, something happened over the weekend that's not the greatest, but you know, 
um, hanging in there regardless. Hasn't really <clears throat> brought me down too much. Uh, I am grateful for the people I have in my life that have shown up for me. So you guys know who you are. Thank you. Shout out to you. And, um, but yeah, overall, I'm feeling pretty good. Nothing else to really complain about. That's good. I'm glad. That's good. Um, what about you, sir? My mental health is okay. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. Um, this is the week of my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, my birthday is on Sunday, May 28th. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have a shindig at the crib. Um, and uh, yeah, that is that is what's keeping me on a on a on a you know on a level path right now. Will there be alcohol there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> Which again goes back to my question, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay. I, work has been work has been too bad. I mean, it's not you know I'm busy. But it's not like to the point where I'm like drowning in work. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of just making sure my schedule is um, is good, so that way I have like two full days off, and I can like you know rest, things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm doing I'm doing the necessary things that I have to do to be able to you know continue to do my work. So yeah, I'm good. Keep I'm on good. trucking. Things are good. Yep. Keep on. Keep on keeping on. Stay open. Yeah. Stay open. Stay yep. open. Um, so, closing thoughts. Jay. Um, don't forget to check in with yourself and be open. And uh, don't ever feel like you're a burden to the people you care about and care about you. Exactly. And also drink your water. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Stay hydrated, please. Robert, closing thoughts. I just wanted to, to again thank you guys, and it just this this journey that I'm on. Um, I just hope I continue my journey. It's still a, a yeah. still a battle. Still, still it's gonna take work, and um, just continue on my path. Just be positive, man. Just don't let that negative energy energy bring you down. Mm. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, closing thoughts for me. It's my birthday week, so, you know, be nice to me. I love you. Um, thank you for listening. We boo really this appreciate man. You. Don't boo me. Boo this It's my man. birthday week. Don't boo me, mm -hmm. man. <laughs> um, we greatly appreciate you for listening. Thank you for coming this far. Um, we wouldn't be here without you. Most def. And, uh, yeah, if your bitch don't know question, you don't know nobody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we gave your baby mama a shout out. So, if she didn't hear it, let her know because that means you heard it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Pow. Peace. Peace. Peace.